Nothing stops your boat faster and holds it more securely than power pole shallow water anchors. Some folks hear power pole and think, oh man, I can't afford that. But did you know you can get the 8-foot power pole sportsman 2 hydraulic anchor now with SeaMonster 2.0 pump and heavy-duty hydraulic hose for just $1,295? It's got all the features power pole anchors are famous for, and a single sportsman 2 will hold a bass boat up to 4,500 pounds. Go check it out at power-pole.com to find a dealer near you. Power Pole Swift. Silent. Secure. Taming the beast isn't easy, but the bigger your electronics, the more you have on the line. In conditions like this, you need the KVD Kong Extreme Electronics Mount. The only electronics mount designed and built to be rock solid. No movement, no matter how heavy your gear. A marine-grade mount for fresh or salt water that's monstrously strong. The KVD Kong Extreme Electronics Mount. Rageous Outdoors is quickly becoming the industry leader in tournament fishing apparel. There's no better way to represent your sponsors than with a Rageous jersey. At Rageous, you can get a short sleeve, long sleeve, sweatpants, the best prices in the industry. Rageous also offers club and team discounts, special high school and college prices. Our website is easy to navigate, and Rageous's staff will make the process quick and easy for you. Rageous Outdoors, offering high-quality tournament apparel for the weekend angle. Outfit yourself from head to toe. Check out Rageous online at www.rageous.com. Welcome back. The Maniacy continues uh, right here, right now. Uh, pull up the power poles because we're going for a ride right now with a breath of fresh air coming to us from Arkansas. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Ronnie Moore. Yes. Yeah, Ronnie. Give me an internet high five, Ronnie. Give me an in- internet high five. Yeah, there's Ronnie Moore right there. Welcome, welcome to the show, dude. I appreciate y'all having me on. I I was uh I've been a fan and I've watched and tuned into some of these and uh so to to get invited on it's it's humbling. So it's cool, you know. I'm happy to happy to join y'all. Y'all are having fun. Talk of Heroes deal was awesome. Well, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, I I don't I learned a lot of stuff from Talk. <laughs> I, I, I did as well. Like the whole nine. 9.1 gear ratio for everything that like blew my mind but Crazy. I obviously I'm not a pro angler but like that was that was cool to to hear that to know I mean there's not set rules for bass fishing you can do whatever you want and feel comfortable with so that's neat to see that and, yep. and I thought it was outstanding that he thought that momentum really didn't matter have uh, you have you heard that before I mean that makes real. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you could catch a seven pounder, and then the next cast backlash or lose yeah. a seven pounder. <laughs> so like, it could go cast to cast, not just yeah. like wah, day wah. to day, tournament to tournament. You could lose the biggest fish of the tournament right after catching a giant, you know. And so you could be completely down in the dump. I could co- totally see that, but yeah. with these yeah. guys, they have so many variables: money, entry fee, sponsors, uh, just trying to make it on tour, and then you know, just trying to make it to the next day. So. I totally get uh, how he starts clean slate, you know, no momentum. I'm not going to rely on what happened yesterday. Yeah, I think confidence is, is the word, not momentum. The C word. When you're running with confidence, that that's your momentum, if For that makes sure. any sense. There are probably a dozen anglers on tour that are really confident that I've noticed and been around, and they're probably perceived by the public as really cocky and mm-hmm. arrogant, but they're just so confident in their abilities that they take luck out of it 
they take momentum out of it and they just say, I got a job to do. I got to go catch five fish tomorrow. Whether I get 30 bites or five, I'm going to do what I got to do. And, uh, it's, it's admirable to see both sides of it. The ones who rely on momentum mentally are the ones who, uh, you know, just fly by the seat of their pants and do it, do it based on their own skill. And just kick ass at it every yeah. time. I tend to like the guy that just <laughs> thinks he's going to zero all the time. I love that guy. The underdog? Yeah. The dark horse? Ah, I'm just going to zero. Hey, Ronnie, yeah. you, uh, you yeah. uh, are a breath of fresh air. You've probably heard me describing you as this throughout the show. And I sincerely mean that. Um, you, uh, you've brought some amazing things to Bassmaster Live. And... Uh, what you really are lacking, though, and what we need to take care of right now, we need to nip this in the bud right now, is you need an awesome nickname. You know, we got – Zona's got Z, all right, um, or the artist formerly known as Z. We know him as that sometimes. Um, you got T-San, but I am going to let you pick your own nickname. Okay? Well, see, what really confused me last year was my first year on live, and – I don't know if it's because it's just shorter, but Zona started referring to me as Ron, and it caught me off guard because my dad is Ron. I'm named after my dad. I'm the third, so technically we have the same name whether I go by Ronnie or Ron. So when he calls me Ron, I think of my dad immediately. I'm like, <laughs> I'm and then you behave right away because you think your dad's around. Exactly. Then, But he also called me the Godfather. The Godfather. So I don't know where that came from, but – Whatever. As long as he's calling me, I don't care what he's calling me. As long as he's calling me, that means I'm doing something right, or I'm I'm still there. Well, that when he calls you the Godfather, that means he's scared of you, and and he and he's afraid that you're going to put a horse head in his bed, or <laughs> or give him a fish wrapped in newspaper. That could be. I'd sick the mafia on him. Yes, you know, but I I have some nicknames here. I have some nicknames here, and I and I want you to pick yours. Uh-oh. Okay. So the the first one is the. Uh, the uh, neurologist of numerology. <laughs> it's not a very good one. It's a tongue teaser. It's, it's a tongue twister. The next one is the stat sorcerer. The stat sorcerer. That's not too bad. Okay. We got one more. The sultan of statistics. The sultan of statistics. I like that. I like that. But then again, when you're, when you're deemed that, you're going to have a lot of people challenge you thinking they know more stats and I don't know if I'm just ready for DMs and for people texting me and so I don't I don't know if I want to claim that. Well, I'll how do you think KVD feels? <laughs> exactly. He's got a target on his back. Being challenged. Even after his worst year on the Elite Series, everyone's still like that's the bar. There, you know, there's a couple of rookies who yeah. beat KVD at the first first Elite. They didn't get a check but they beat KVD and even though he finished like 75th or 77th or something, they're like, "Hey, I beat KVD in my first ever Elite." So it's so crazy to see that. Yeah, I so why can't you, Ronnie Moore, be the sultan of statistics and you become the bar? Why not? Why not? Well, it's a whole team effort. You know, if they didn't have if, – if the people before me, the pioneers, didn't come up with Bash Track, didn't have these tournaments, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had the statistics to go off of and create. And I wasn't the only one gathering the stats. We've had numerous other people help gather because – Trying to trying to dig back just a, a couple of events with 110 anglers is tough, but I do pride myself in knowing some stuff that I probably shouldn't know, or at least age wise that people don't expect me to know. So I'm cool with whatever. If you want to call me that, I'm cool with that. The, the Sultan of, of of statistics. That is you. Let's that go with that good. one. I've never been a baseball guy, but um, I'll take it. 
Yeah, there, there it is right there. And you are raising the bar. And, and, and you're being humble because this whole stat thing, I think that it, I don't know, man, it legitimizes things here. Um, not that the sport is, is by any means illegitimate, but it actually, it, it raises the bar, thank you, to other professional sports. The parallel is there. We, in baseball, there's batting stats. Um, in, in football, yards gained. What, you know, I mean, look, look at it this way. Now we have this in bass fishing. Was it your idea, Ronnie? Was it your idea? No, it probably wasn't my idea. Um, basically, one of my bosses, Steve Bowman, he's been in the industry for longer than I've been alive. He knows how much info is in Bass Track. He knows how much info is just in Elite Series data. And, uh, you know, over the years, we've gone through different website adjustments and changes. And so some stuff, you know, gets lost in translation. And I think that he saw my passion for numbers as well as just like, I'm not a yes man, but he was kind of like, we need to get this done. This will be important if we get it done. And I was kind of like, sure, like if you if you need me to help do it, I can I'll help figure out how to do it. And so he was the one who knew that there was definitely numbers in there. And for sure, you think about it, there was millions of casts, a season for these guys, but you can point to a specific fish or you could point to a specific day that made their year. So we knew there was definitely great info in there. And you got to take the good with the bad. Some of it's unofficial, some of it's not. He made the best analogy to me is in football, a guy on first and 10 runs the ball and gets tackled and they mark it and it's second and inches. They didn't give him nine and a half yards gain. They gave him nine yards and he didn't get 10, but he didn't get just nine. He got nine and a half, but they only gave him nine. Right. Just imagine how many times that might happen the other way as well. But through a career, through a game, you could gain 10 extra yards in a game if they gave you that nine and a half instead of nine. So even in bass fishing, if it's called a three pound, 14 ounce fish and not a four pounder, you know, it, it, it might skew stats a little bit. Gotcha. But at the day it'll, you know, not everything is perfect. If we think about it, batting average is legitimate because it's their average, you know, when every time they go up and swing the bat, but then when they throw the versus right-handed pitchers versus the left-handed mm-hmm. pitchers, some of it doesn't seem as tangible or legitimate because it's, oh, I've only faced six lefties all year, so I might have a terrible average, but I've got such a small sample size. So it definitely will will adjust and stuff, but I definitely agree with you. It legitimizes the sport. It takes that luck factor out. Yeah. Now, you're not going to randomly have a 100th place person in AOI at the top of a important fish catching statistic. The guys who are at the top of those statistics that carry that higher than average uh, number in their category, they're always the guys who are in the top 20, top 30. Maybe it, it might just be everybody who makes the classic because there are those guys who have fantastic tournaments, knock it out, win an event, and that it skews their whole year. And they might be an averaging of the rest of the year, but they make the classics of that one big event. So you take it with a grain of salt. It's something that we're trying. I appreciate the good feedback from it. I love uh, it. Do not stop doing it. I, I love please. it. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah. I, like when I first heard you guys bring this out, I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. Tell me more. I was glued. I was glued. Yeah. I, I thought it was a great idea by Bowman. I love, I actually, really cool thing. Well, we also had help with that. Bowman came up with the idea. We figured out how to do it. 
And then I started collecting some data, but we also had Geddes Brandon. He's one of the guys who works at the events on site uh, doing what I used to do with Bash Track and taking photos and blogging and stuff. Uh, when I started doing live, he was uh, definitely full-time out on the water. He helped collect a lot of those stats as well and help organize them. Um, so it was definitely – he helped a lot. And then uh, I just think that – I think it was a perfect storm. You know, I actually wanted to do statistics. I thought I was going to end up being a statistician for the NBA or something because I'm a basketball <laughs> You're the fan. sultan of stats, you know. Well, I thought I was going to do that in high school. I mean, that's that's what I wanted to do. I love numbers. If there was a class I could sleep through and get 100 on a test, it was math. And so it's cool how I was really in love with statistics, picked up journalism and all the photography and videos and, and talking on camera and went through college with that. And then when I get to my job and get the platform that we do, that statistics comes back in. So I, I'm just happy to be in the position I am and to be – asked to have the responsibility some people wouldn't want more responsibility but it's more of an honor every time that they ask me to and you're 24 right i mean you're you're 24 years old dude you're like an old soul you know that right yeah well when you talked about takahiro moving to the elite or moving to the united states in like 91 or 92 like i was sitting here like whoa like i was born in 93 like that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) it, it, it is it's Every day, I think like when KVD missed the classic at Hartwell in 2015, that was the first time he missed the classic since I was alive. And when you think about it like that, I don't wow. have to harp on my age. I think it's it just puts it in perspective. Like I'm honored to be in the industry at such a young age, but when you put in some of those numbers, like we're talking about how they legitimize stuff, hadn't missed the classic since I was alive. Like holy cow, that's like a, a career of perfection almost. You know, that's the mark that you set every every year going into it, and for you to hit it. 99% of the time, that's impressive. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, I want to know your the, the deal. Like, how did you actually um, get the call to work for, for Bass? How, how did this happen? Where'd you come from? Where'd so, you come from, Ronnie? <laughs> so, long story short, well, I don't know how short it'll actually be, but I like Take your time. It's a web um, show. We got all night. So, all night. in high school... My dad started taking me fishing. I fished as a team partner with him and Fishers of Men. And in North Carolina, that's where I was born in Florida, lived there for a couple of years. We moved to North Carolina, and I spent the eight, you know the last 18 or 19 years of my life there before moving to Arkansas last year. So that puts it in perspective. If I say I'm from North Carolina, that's, that's where I would call home. So we fished a lot of team tournaments there, Fishers of Men. And it was just a 50, 60, 70 teams, and it was a bunch of old dudes. And then it was my dad and me. Like I was the only kid at the tournaments. So I had to grow <laughs> up fast because I had to learn to launch a boat when I was 12 or 13 years old because dad launching and tying up and getting away of everybody would just seem like a hassle. So I learned to do that. Started fishing. He really taught me a lot. He let me sleep on the boat. And then I'd wake up, catch a fish, and then I'd fall back asleep. You know how kids are. So Like Corey Feldman of bass fishing. <laughs> he kept taking me. And... uh even when I wouldn't hold my weight or carry my weight tournament fishing, he would still take me, and it was fun. And looking back on it, we used to finish bottom five, bottom ten of these events, and I felt like it was my fault because I was the youngest one in the field, least skilled, still learning. But at the meetings every Friday night, they would all the adults would take their little raffle crankbaits and bags of worms, and they would just walk back from the podium where they grabbed them and drop them off at the table with me. So I started making friends. People, nice. I was kind of everyone's kid. And it was really neat. So 
I started gaining a passion for fishing. I still played basketball in high school, and, and I ended up breaking my ankle. And then I, it was all about, I'm not going to go play college basketball. I'm going to do fishing. I'm going to record the football games Friday night for the news station down the road, which is a whole other deal. But that's really cool. Uh, I'm a Christian, so I like to say that God put that in my path. Like, if I would have kept playing basketball, I would have never probably fell in love with fishing as much as I have. Right. Or gotten the opportunity with my job. So I went to East Carolina. Had a, They had a fishing team there. That was one of the big reasons I went to school at East Carolina. Uh, they had a fishing team and journalism. Got on the team, got some jobs at school, fished throughout the time, met a lot of people with college bass, um, all the leagues, but meeting, it was kind of a cool thing, seeing your Bassmaster family at every event. So met some of the people on the on, you know the college Bassmaster uh, platform and added the right people on Facebook. I'd really like to say that Facebook was one of the reasons I got this job. Met the right people, added them on Facebook. They saw that I had a passion for fishing and then also that uh, what I was doing at school, you know, interviewing the football coach every other day after practice, you know, shooting video at basketball games. One day in 2014, I was a junior in college. Um, Shea Baker called me a month before the Classic at Gunnersville and said, hey, do you want to do this? Is this something that would interest you? The second we hung up from the call, uh, I think it was January. I was on Christmas break, so I was in my my now wife's living room, and I like I looked at her and I said, "Am I going to need to like skip this semester of classes to do this?" I was like, "This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let this door close. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to put my foot in the door." So he called me, and then I, I got interviewed and did a resume deal and and got the job working Bass Track. So awesome. from my junior and senior year of college, I had my foot in the door um, working. 12 to 13 events a year, 12 to 20 events a year. And that was really neat. And then when I graduated uh, in 2015, I took on a couple more opens and stuff. And then in 2016, it was it was 35 out of the 41 events. So I really got thrown into the fire and it was awesome. And I enjoyed every second of it. Um, Welcome to and, the big time. And then in 2017, they uh, asked me to move to Little Rock. So kind of pulled my wife up from everything she knew in North Carolina. And we moved here, but no, it really was college fishing, not being afraid to talk on stage. You can obviously tell I'm a talkative guy. I wasn't one of those quiet people on stage. If I had seven pounds, I was just as excited as 20, and I knew that that was when people judged you was when you didn't catch them. Nobody wants to really hear what you say when you catch 20 pounds because everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, Reach that to kids. You know, now that I see them, like, when you go up on stage, if you catch three, four fish, seven pounds, two pounds, whatever it is, be positive. Take that 30 seconds that you get on stage and make it four or five minutes because you don't know who's watching online. You don't know who's in the crowd. And uh, there's a lot of adults around that uh, took a chance on me. And uh, every day I wake up, I try to prove them right or, or, or wrong. Some of them that, that would have, you know, so. Sure. Uh, Making every wrong. moment count. Uh, this is it was basically one of those things that got off the phone that one time in 2014. And I was like, well. You may never get this call. I might not have deserved the call in the first place, but I'm going to work my butt off every day. So You're like, I better carpe this diem right now. <laughs> that's, where, <laughs> that's where you were at. Hey, uh, dude, and, and a success story. And, I mean, congratulations. Again, it's, it's amazing, dude. You are a breath of fresh air. You know that, right? I appreciate it. It's, I, my hobby is my job, and my job is my hobby. And so my wife might not like it sometimes because I'm bass fishing – nine to five and I'm um, bass fishing five to nine. So, you know, it's uh but it's, 
it, I think it's the best sport in the world. Best Bassing people. ain't easy, but it's a way to make a living, Ronnie. Definitely. It is. Hey, um, to me, the world of bass fishing is a, a triangle, okay? And uh, make make the triangle with me, Ronnie. Okay. Is this the Illuminati? We're not doing the Illuminati, are we? No, 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 no. This, okay. is, this is purely just a triangle of bassin. And, and I'm not going to play rock, paper, scissors. Don't worry. We're, we're good here. So this is the triangle of bassin. In the middle of the triangle is the largemouth bass or any ba- black bass species. To you, what do the other three sides represent? If the bass is the nucleus in the center, what do the three sides represent, Ronnie? What is that to you? I'm getting philosophical, dude. That is kind of a vague philosophical question, but it's yes, definitely absolutely. friends, family, um, and maybe connections or passion. Maybe that's what it is. Friends, family, and passion because I probably talk to 90% of the people I talk to daily. I met in college fishing. Uh, I talked to more people outside the state of North Carolina where I spent 18 years of my life. I talked to more people outside that state than I do in the state because of college fishing. I have group chats with people in Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, Texas. It's, it's really cool. So I definitely say, uh, friends, you got to have a great family. Sure. Uh, we're coming up in, in a week or two. Uh, I'll, hit seven years with my wife. We've been married for about a year and a half, but we've been together that long. So it takes a family. My parents have been nothing but supportive during the hard times, the knockdown drag out conversations on the phone. And then the, the add boys that they text me that they're watching live and stuff. So, uh, they've been there for me for a long time. And then I think the same thing for anglers. And this isn't just talking about me, but in that triangle, I think it's, you got to have a good network, uh, family wise that support because you, the fishermen get to the highest of highs, think that they can do anything, and they get to the lowest of lows. Same thing in the work. So, so that Def- to you, that is your bass and galaxy right there. Definitely. Our producer is doing obscene things here in front of me, Ronnie. I'm sorry that I couldn't focus for a moment. I'm really glad you can't see that side of the camera. Being all gingy. He was getting all crazy on us. Yeah, that, that's for sure. But, uh, man, you uh, – in the, again, with the, with the Bastion Triangle, and I, I asked that question um, because I like to see where people's mindset is with that, and 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 it kind of shows you that your your foundation is with. I, I guess you would call that a foundation of faith, because with without those those elements there, there is no opportunity for you to make a living bass fishing with that bass in the center of that triangle. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. That other that other branch of it was passion. Uh, I think that, like they say, you never work a day in your life. You know, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. And so there are good days, there are bad days, but every day I'm excited to wake up. It's a blessing to wake up. Some people don't get to do that every day and I could be digging ditches. So, uh, you know, there's just, there's just an awesome thing about it. No matter what you do, if you take pride in it and you enjoy it, uh, it makes life go a whole heck of a lot easier. There, There it is, man. Hey, um, we uh we got a special surprise for you too. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Um. Now uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what's going on here, and it's um it's some viewer mail for you to answer. But the viewer mail is being presented by a very very special guest. Okay. So I, I need you I need you to close your eyes for a minute. Okay. I'm not gonna get freaky with you. Just close your eyes for a minute. Are you ready? 
Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. And today's viewer mail is brought to you and answered by Ronnie Moore. The first question comes in from little Tomas Sanders from Arkansas. He writes in, Ronnie, if a $5 launch fee is too much to pay at a local lake, then what would be the right number? Just asking for a friend. Oh, that's funny. That's, uh, I'm assuming Tomas Sanders is Tommy Sanders. Um, and you know, it's just, fishermen ain't rich. You know, you gotta, whether it's $5 launch fee or, you know, if you pay once a month, you know, or whatever, if you're going out for a three hour trip, you're catching me off guard with this question, but you're going out with a three hour trip. That's like, the idea, Ronnie. $2, a, $2 an hour, you know. $2 is the ideal launch fee as heard by Ronnie Moore. Ronnie, the next question comes in from Zark Mona from Michigan. Zark writes in, Ronnie, how many hours of past Bassmaster and Zona show footage do you watch a month? Just a ballpark, Ronnie. How much amount of time is consumed by this task? Uh, ballpark. Let me just pull a calculator out. Um, Give us some stats. I'd probably say 200 hours a month. 200 hours a month. That's, that might be too much. My wife just walked in from work. She might not. She might agree with that, but she might, she might not. <laughs> Here's another one, again, from Zark Mona in Michigan. Zark writes in, Ronnie... Have you ever considered poisoning Tommy Sanders for his job? <laughs> no, that would be too much pressure to take on his job at 24. I'll, I'll hang out and watch him and learn from him for as long as he wants to stay. And I do not expect to take his job. I expect this industry to change. So uh, as long as Tommy wants to stay, he can stay. Because he's the man. There you have it, Zark Mona. He is not planning on poisoning Tommy Sanders. Thanks, everybody. I'm Bill Dance, and this has been another edition of Viewer Mail with Ronnie Moore. <laughs> wow, you're, you're well-liked, apparently. You're, you're, Shoot. Yeah, even Bill Dance calling in <laughs> on your behalf. I may have opened my eyes when you were saying a question, so it may not have been Bill Dance asking it, but you, come I, on, I can't, I can't tell. That's not even playing fair. Did Bill Dance <laughs> call in on a private number? Yes, Bill Dance called in on a private number in my head. Okay, that's exactly how how this happened. And um, and speaking of your your buddy um, Zark Mona from from Michigan or Dark Zona, whatever you want to call him, Dark yeah. Dark Zona, he uh, you got a new position with that guy, huh? I hear you're going to be. Uh, Doing a little Z live action. Shoot, if it if they're all like the one last October was, I will gladly do it because last October was probably the the, the best slash worst three days of my life. That's the weirdest things to say, but the weather wasn't very good in Upper Michigan. But I got to to fish with him one day as we shot a photo gallery, caught a triple on an A rig of smallmouth. That was amazing we had four on and one came off so that was um, it could have been a quadruple but caught a triple with him and then uh the next day we shot a zone alive i got to answer questions and hang out on the water two of the best things in the world and him and ayler caught 20 something pounds 
And then the next day they shot the actual TV show that y'all will be privileged to see in a, in the coming weeks. And let's just say it was the best three hours of my life. I'm not even going to say best day of my life. It was three hours of my life because their best other than my, my, my wife just said, wow. Yeah. Other than our wedding, babe. Other than our wedding. In bass fishing, he's talking about. Come on. We know. His bass life. His bass life. Yeah. yeah. The three hours, I mean, they caught their best five. You saw photos last fall of him post. They probably had 28 pounds easy, best five of smallmouth. And the best 10, it was probably upper 50s. I mean, it was it was the craziest day of the craziest couple hours of fishing ever. And I made it to the airport for my flight. So we didn't even have to take a whole day. So I'm excited. I don't know where we'll be going, but I will get to go and hang out with Zona, shoot some photos, uh, and really learn. I mean – and then by no means am I sucking up or anything. Literally, it's just fun to hang out with Tommy, Davey, Zona, Mercer, and just, and just you know, hang out with them. I mean, literally, I learned so much just watching them, what it is to be a professional in the sport, what it is to take the good comments on, on social media with the bad, and to see how they got to the, where they are years ago, and to know that I've had opportunities that they didn't have, and they need to take advantage of them and all that stuff, so... They, those guys are definitely my mentors, all four of them, and it's it's pretty neat that uh, they welcomed someone of my uh, adolescence. Dude, to, you got a great to, head start. You're a blossoming little bird. They're feeding you. They're, <laughs> they're feeding you, little Ronnie Moore. I don't fall out of the nest you're, too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't become the Corey Feldman of bass fishing. Promise me that. Don't do it. Don't do this. I, I promise. Okay, good. Good, good. Hey, uh, let's play a game, man. It, let's first. I want to talk Bassmaster Classic, Lake Hartwell okay. coming up. I think tw- what twenty two, twenty three days, guys. Yes, sir. But let's play a little uh, a Bassmaster Classic trivia game show to kick okay. things off. Okay, and we're now. Don't look. You can't. Don't. Well, I'm not what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna put up our stack guy Ryan Popcorn Whitaker with the awesome beard. Doesn't he have an awesome beard? He actually stands. Right. In, he st- actually stands in for Conor McGregor. He's a stunt double for him. Did you know that? <laughs> I take the punches. That's Ryan Whitaker. So we're putting you, Ronnie Moore, the Sultan of Stats, up against Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Oh boy! In a, uh, are you nervous, Ryan? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. It's Ronnie freaking Moore. Hey, he does this. <laughs> it gets paid Ro- to do this. It's Ronnie freaking Moore, the Sultan I do it of while Stats. I'm supposed to be working another job. <laughs> yeah, I'm all excited about this for some reason. I don't even know what's going on here. But uh, let's, uh, 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 Miss Jackson, give me a beat. I'm, what, oh, what? Ah, yes, it's time for the Bassmaster Classic Trivia Show Edition with Ronnie Moore and Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Guys, here's what we have here. There are four questions, okay, four questions. They are covering the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Okay. I am going to give you the year and the lake. You gentlemen need to tell me the winner of the classic that year and the bait or baits that they caught the fish on. The baits. Are you ready for the challenge, Ronnie Moore? Woo, sure, since two of those years or two of those decades I wasn't around. That so is we'll, correct. We'll, oh. First, you got the first I, well, answer I'm right. with you there. And Ryan Whitaker, are you ready for the challenge? I am ready. Now, this is your home court, Ryan Whitaker. Oh, it so is. So would you choose to... Go first or pass to Ronnie Moore? I'll pass. I'll defer. Passing to Ronnie Moore. Ronnie Moore is leading it off. Here we go. Ronnie, 
1976 classic on Lake Gunnersville, and the 1977 classic on Lake Tohopalakalikalika. Who were the winners of these events, and what were the baits? I think those were the years that Klon went back to back. I know he won the first one, so I'd assume Klon and Klon. That's Klon and Klon. Give me some baits. The '76 classic. What was the the bait or baits? I do not know what he did Gunnersville with, but I believe Toho. There was some kind of buzzer, buzz bait, buzzer type deal, and I think he caught some on a spoon. But I don't know Gunnersville. You're exactly right, Ronnie Moore. It was a Floyd's buzzer and a black Johnson Silver Minnow spoon on Toho. Ryan Whitaker, would you happen to know the the bait on uh, that he won Gunnersville with? Is that the honeybee? No, that was a Fleck Weed Waiter Fleck Weed Waiter spinner bait. I say that ten honeybee times. Was a different year. It's a Fleck. Fleck what? Fleck Weed Waiter Spinner Bait. Fleck Boom. Weed Waiter. It's right there. So, Ronnie Moore, you got the. We're giving the first one to you. So, Ronnie, would you like to answer this one or pass it to Ryan? What year were you born, Ryan? Eighty-three. I'll pass it to him, even though he was four when or when he was, you know, in that decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We're Something. bringing it back to the 80s. in that decade, but I think in probably the last six months of it. We're, yeah. we're bringing it to the 80s, and it's going to Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Ryan. All right, sir. It's the 1987 classic. Okay. Okay, that was on the Ohio River. Yes. And then the 1988 classic was on the James River. Okay, 87. Who won, who won the 87 tournament? 87 is George Cochran. George Cochran, yes. And that, you want the bait now, too? I do want the bait. It was a spinnerbait. Yes, sir. Is that a man's spinnerbait? Think about it one more time. Wait, that's a Strike King spinnerbait. It's a Strike King spinnerbait. Good Uh, job, Ryan. There was one more bait. One of the first spinnerbaits I ever had. One other bait for that classic? Yeah, for George Cochran. All I got is the spinnerbait for that one. But that's okay. We're we're giving it to you because Ronnie only got one of them on the other one. And what's the other year? The other bait was a purple and white Mr. Twister. Oh, God. Yes, 1988. I wouldn't have got that. The James River. Who won? 1988, the James River. That's Guido Hibden. That's Guido Hibden. Outstanding. Outstanding. What's the bait? Is that a ribbon tail worm? Um, that is wrong. That is wrong answer. That's wrong. Oh God! Dang it! Are you tallying this, JP? Hi, the hip hop fisherman. One. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so we got Ronnie Moore on the first one. So that he got a two-parter. So it's Ronnie Moore's got two points, and Ryan has one point. Okay, so it's Ronnie Moore two to one. Does he not get credit for getting both classic winners right? We're getting, yeah, get, why did I get one? I, oh. th- I think we're pretty much tied. Wait, I, wait, I would I, give him an extra. Hold on, like, I got. Hold on a second. I got to phone a friend. Hold I would on a give second. Give him an extra half point for getting the bait right. Yes. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm talking to Jerry McInnes right now. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Okay, Jerry. Yep, I got it. Tie score. It's a tie score right now, guys. Jerry says tie. Tie. Boom. Right there. We're moving on to the 1990s. Yes. Oh, yes. The 1991 Classic. Who's this going to? 
Whose turn is it? It's Ronnie Moore's turn. It's to you, Ronnie. 1991 classic was on the Chesapeake Bay. And the 1994 classic was on High Rock. Ronnie, who won the uh, the Chesapeake Bay 1991 classic? That's the Ken Cook smashing them classic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's the bait? Um, wasn't he doing? I mean, I'm gonna go spinner bait because it's the Chesapeake. But wasn't he throwing like a crankbait as well? I just don't know the brand of the crankbait. This guy's good. This guy's good. Think about the hat he used to wear. A lot. That guy's good. It's a hint. He's right there. <laughs> We're giving you that. That was a uh, a heartthrob spinnerbait and the short wart by Storm. That's what he had going there. Who won the 94 Classic? Who won the 94? The 94 Classic was right down the street from where I grew up. So it was at High Rock, and that was uh, Brian Kirchel. Brian Kirchel. Fish whistle. What, yeah. what he win it on? Uh, what he just a uh, worm, it's just like a ribbon tail worm, or a you know what color? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go June bug, but I I don't know. It's a red shad. Close, yeah, red shad. It's a red shad, R- real close. And and uh, and God God rest yeah. both of their souls, Ken Cook and Brian Kershaw. Yeah. yeah, right there. Yeah, two two heroes of the sport, right there. All right, uh, the last one. Uh, g- good job, by the way. Yeah. Good job, Ronnie Moore. There, I'm impressed. Real good. Don't, I knew you were going to do that well. He's I'm looking not, at my answer. I'm not looking at anything. I can't see that. Okay. All right. You ready? Uh, let's go to the 2000s. All right. We're going to the 2000s. Honestly, Ryan, I'm most nervous about this. With Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. You are so nervous my right now. My short-term memory It's sucks. only Ronnie Moore, the Sultan of Stats, no, for crying out loud. No. It's just a kid. <laughs> Probably got Ryan, 10 years on him. Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. The 2001 Classic in New Orleans. And yes. the 2012 Classic. Okay. On the Red River. Okay. <laughs> to, wait, what was the first one? <laughs> Did you say 01? I'm absolutely losing 01? it. I'm sorry. The 2001 Classic okay. in New Orleans. And the 2012 Classic. Okay. 2001 is Kevin Van Dam. Yes. Kevin Van Dizzle. And he won that on his Dread King spinnerbait. Oh, where's my buzzer? Are you serious? Gosh darn it, Ryan. You're close. That was I'm the one close? in New Orleans. No, not even close. That's the one in New Orleans where he was doing the one-two combo platter of flipping the black blue jig and throwing the Strike King wild thing. The wild thing. The wild. He'd love to do the wild thing. You know what I mean? All right, yeah, that's a big Boom. stinker there. I, see that? So you were so damn close. Ah, yes. Let's get funky now. 12. 2012 um, classic. My favorite angle. Who's the winner, brother? My absolute favorite. Yes. Who's the winner? Christopher Lane. Chris Lane. Chris yeah. Lane. Kapow. And kapow, kapow. He won that flipping mm. a tube. You want a tube? Yeah. Flipping a tube. Good God. Why are we playing Kapow. this music right now? Kapow, good God. Ronnie Moore, jump back and kiss yourself. Ha. What else? Tube and what else? Tube and what else? Man, I Give me more of that I funk. I love the that. tube. Play the funk music again for the rest of the show. I don't know if Facebook will like it. I only remember I only the remember. tube. Wait, you know... Do you know Ronnie? That was when he did the otter. That was when he was. Thank he you was very much. Oh, That's otter. a time we got to yeah. give it to Ronnie Moore. Yeah, he's taking it. Ronnie Moore, you are the champion. 
Yes! Wow! Did you? Pow! Pow! Yes. Wax on, wax off, Ronnie Moore. That was that was amazing. Great that job. Was, uh, he was, nah, that's a good one A one B. I'm not I'm not gonna say you uh, you held your own right there. Well, you're the I, guest, yeah. so we gave it to you. But Ryan, phenomenal job. Oh, thank you. Seriously, I got to work on the baits. You were nervous as the Dickens. No, yeah, I mean, you were. I have confidence. For crying but, out loud. I mean, come on. I usually mop the floor with everyone around here. This but. this. this <laughs> Uh, Except for this guy that knows the yeah. baits for some reason. I know. See, what the hell I, are you doing? I, I know the baits. I'm, I really do. Like, I can't tell you the years, but when you say the winners, I know the baits. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bait freak. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah, it, it is. It is crazy. Of the weird things about you, that's the weirdest. <laughs> I know. You don't know the years. I know the baits. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, man, uh, we got the 2018 Classic coming up here on, on Lake Hartwell in... Um, it uh, it's setting up pretty good, man. I mean, it's been a harsh, horrible winter, okay. But the first obvious question: uh, Who's your pick? Who's your pick for this deal? It would have been hard to pick against Casey Ashley, maybe two weeks ago. But with all these rains, Hartwell's Hartwell's filling up every single day. Yes, sir. And. I think that no matter if the water temp isn't where it needs to be for shallow deal to play out, I feel like those fish are already flooding the banks with the dirty water coming in. But then also all that buck brush, all that like shoreline grass that's not going to be green and plentiful. People think of grass like mats. There's going to be some of that shoreline grass with some buck brush. And I think that it's going to keep filling up. And they're not going to suck it down dry where it was. They might just they might bring it down a little bit in anticipation of rain. So who's I, your pick? I I gotta go with the power guys like Christy, Hackney, and Reese. Like those are the three dudes that I, I that I'm thinking about. Christy, Christy Hackney, Hackney and Reese. Reese. Okay, because of the conditions that are setting up. I think that and yeah, for sure. I think that Christie's do one and Hackney's do one, and then I think Skeet Reese is just one of those dangerous power fishermen where. When those fisheries flood and there's just maybe not spots and it's just covering water with a big bait or covering water with whatever baits, right. I, I think he's going to do – That's where Shooter yeah. McGavin comes in. Skeet mm-hmm. Reese. Boom, right there. Um, R- Ronnie, ask me my pick. <laughs> Who's your pick? Well, Ronnie, let me tell you. Um, I think th- – and I'm, I'm kind of going uh, – I'm kind of calling an audible here, okay, because – if you look at a little bit of history here on this lake and the way it's setting up shallow. Uh-oh, I know who you're picking. I'm taking John Cox. Exactly. I'm taking he's John been, Cox. He's, he's been a huge person lately um, that, that's been popping into the equation for sure. So, And I think he's he doesn't fish history. He just fishes nope. every day. He does, he's one of the guys on stage. I don't know if I'm going to catch one tomorrow. Yeah, he flies I, by the he, seat of his pants. Yeah. So I think I think that's a good pick. I think that I avoid those picks now because he's such a hot pick. I do a lot of fantasy fishing. I feel like he's such a hot pick now with the conditions and because he's won there and now the conditions will be similar, that his percentage is going skyrocket on fantasy fishing. So because I, uh, ownership, I just stay away from him, not because I don't think he'll catch him. I think that uh, – I think he'll just be a highly picked person. So he's only, not a dark horse. The only variable for him, though, is that if he makes the cut in the FLW, 
that, yeah. that same week. He's only going to get like a day of practice, I if know. that. He'll have, uh, you know, which could be good because could I be don't know how clear the water will be with the rains and stuff. So it, won't, it might not be necessarily sight fishing. And uh, one good thing is was is that he would actually have that day of practice the week of the classic, not those three days right. ahead, the week ahead. He'd have that immediate practice day right before the classic starts. And for somebody like him, uh, that's my that might be all he needs if he can't look at fish. He doesn't need to go mark them. He can just kind of bunker down in an area. And yep. we've seen it. Yeah, they don't have to be up there. Edwin Evers wasn't at the top or near the top. He was he was in the teens day one at sure. Grant. Or and, Jordan and Lee. He was just day, waiting for know. the wind. He was well, waiting yeah. for the wind. What do you think, Ryan? Who do you think? is? Who's your pick? Kai, I'm, I'm with you with Cox. Yeah? For sure. Yeah, and, and I really, I'm uh, so far removed from the whole fantasy fishing thing. I, I actually thought that that was a unique pick that I had was John Cox, but apparently not. Pretty much any tournament you ask me, I'm going to say John Cox, even if he's not in it. <laughs> I just want him to win. He's awesome. He's Mr. Smiley but when he comes I, I, on the show. Jason Christie as well. I mean, he's he, he wants one. Yeah, and he, uh, he's the dude just person. shows up. But yeah, and he's an Indian like Wayne Newton. Yes, that's, that's it's going to be hard for Casey to do that offshore deal. I feel to the extent that he did it before, but I don't think that he's going to be sold out on just doing offshore. I think he's lived there. He knows that place. He'll be able to go shallow and find those different areas where, when it floods, that's one good thing he has is that. He's yeah. been around that lake when it's flooded and what it's been like, you know, probably all stages of the year when it's flooded. So I feel like Casey will do just fine. But, man, if this was Vegas or gambling odds or, or you know, Bassmaster came out with predictions uh, that I wasn't involved in, but they, you know, Casey was two to one. If we're talking about betting like that and putting, you know, money down or really odds, it's so hard to pick him because everyone expects him to win. But, Man, he's right. going to do well. He'll probably be in the Super Six or or right around it. And even if he's in tenth, everybody's going to be looking in the rearview mirror, knowing that he could pull out something on that final day. You know, the, here at Straight Cast, we get it done. Yeah, we we have a different um, fantasy fishing at Straight Cast, and we just pick the person that's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> we had a group email with all the personalities with Bassmaster Live. And we picked our AOI predictions and classic predictions. And Tommy Sanders picked Bobby Lane for the classic <laughs> and then accidentally stuck with it and picked Brett Height. He had the B dot lane and then he went B dot height. And we were like, Bobby, Brett's not even in the classic. And he was like, Oh, I knew that. I knew that. So yeah. he was picking somebody. He was picking a long shot, someone not even in it. But I have faith yeah. in Tommy's. Judgment. Well, I, my picks that are, are not going to win this classic, I have uh, Stanley Mitchell. Stanley Mitchell will not win this. Yeah. Um, neither will Bo Dowden. Bo Dowden will not win this classic. Don Butler's not going to win either. That, that's that's correct. And um, another person that is definitely not going to win this classic is Keith Richards. He will not win this classic. No. Yeah. No. Are there any write-in votes the day before to get people in the classic? Are yeah. We doing that well, there should be. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking for Lorenzo Lamas to get in the classic. I think that would be an amazing pick. I'd really like to get Orlando Wilson. Yeah, where the hell is Orlando Wilson? Do you know, Ronnie? I don't. Um, I feel like I should know this, but I don't know who Orlando Wilson is. See, you, you don't. Well, he I mean, disappeared by the time he was born. Yeah, jeez. Right? Wow. Even. <laughs> wow. Look him up. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, the show. Yeah, it's the Orlando Wilson fishing show. Yeah, it's got a great theme song. Oh my God. Ronnie Moore didn't know that. 
Ryan, you know. you're the winner now. <laughs> Ryan won the contest. It's I a penalty. It's a handicap. My age sometimes. I'm telling you, it's not all beneficial. It's like listen to this song, song Ronnie. Listen. Song. I called a friend and said, "Let's go try luck." He said, "I'm sorry, buddy, I can't go." I'm watching the Orlando Wilson fishing show. Pick it, son. Yeah. Come on, man. That's Orlando Wilson right there. That's how we like do it. it. He's a That's Braves catchy. fan. It's Orlando. He, the guy was about four foot three. He was a, he was a, just a little taller than that guy from Fantasy Island. Do you know that show? Tattoo. He used to flip a lizard how about until Minnie all me? the appendages were ripped Minnie off. Mini me from Austin Powers. Yes, I, can't, I got you on that. One. I know Vern Troyer. Yes, Vern oh, Troyer. Uh, yeah. Um, Fun Orla- fact: uh, My girlfriend's parents live like two houses down from Vern Troyer's uh, boyhood home. You got to be kidding me. No, I'm kidding. Where's my shock suspense I'm not uh, kidding. sound effect for that one? That is a true story that I did not make up. <laughs> is, is his house smaller than the rest of the ones on the block? Well, <laughs> you know, there, was a, there is a shed with some windows out in the backyard, and I hope that that's not where. That's his summer home, dumb, dumb dumb. That's where he Every, stays. <laughs> that's right. The house is large, though. It's a big house. So, Ron, yes, Ronnie, Ronnie Moore is going with Jason Christie, Shooter McGavin, who is Skeet Reese. Or, what was your other pick? Greg Hackney. Hack attack. That, the hack attack, man. That's, that's a tough one. And I want to see a shallow water derby. I'm not going to kid you, man. I, I want to see a shallow water derby for this. Yeah. I mean, we saw really shallow jerkbait fish get caught in the backs of pockets last time we were there with that early morning heron deal. Uh, with Ot Defoe and with even with Peroznik and then Mike Iaconelli, they were all catching fish in the backs of the pockets, mm-hmm. where basically that ditch would like hit the back wall of the pocket, and those fish, those that bait would just settle there. I mean, we could see buzzbait fish, we could see frogs, we could see sight fishing, we could see offshore. It it could be one of the coolest tournaments. And with the water rising, Lake Hartwell is huge, and in the in the uh in the drawdown period, you lose so much water. Adding seven, eight more feet of water, that place can you can go forever in the backs of some of these creeks. So right, we can yeah. see the biggest spaced out from going from Conroe, the the close proximity fishing everyone was doing. It wasn't that fishing that big. Harwell could fish huge for for its given size. They could, they could be all the way to Clemson for crying out loud. They surely can flipping yeah. flipping the stadium. Hey, uh, <laughs> Ronnie, uh, dude, seriously, man. Um, we we appreciate you the support that you showed uh, your appearance on this show. You know the fact that you're coming on it. You blew us up on the social media, and and uh, we great. Please know, I'd like to publicly thank you for 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 showing that support, dude. You know? Oh, it's fun, dude. Everybody's like, you're famous, you're a superstar, and it's like I'm humbled by even somebody wanting to talk to me fishing. I don't have to call my buddy at eight thirty at night and talk fishing. When you guys invite me on here, I can talk fishing here. So I would have been doing it whether I was on camera or, or not. So I really do appreciate it. And uh, I like to be open. I know that Mercer, Davey, Tommy, Zona, they all get hammered with stuff and have for years. Same thing with Van Dam. All those guys just get hammered with questions. I like to be that bridge between the younger generation, the ones who I cover in the college series, high school. Anybody has questions, I want to be somebody who can answer them because I know – uh, how hard it is to get in touch with the people who actually know more than me. I like to just try to give them the best uh, answers I can on stuff. So I like to be available. So I'm I'm down for whatever. If you would have called me at 11 o'clock at night, I would have came on. I would have woke up and done the Skype. So awesome. I'm happy to call invited me. Thank, thank you so much, man. And, uh, and you are 
a breath of fresh air. I mean that sincere, sincerely, man. You really are. And we ex- we expect great things from you, so don't let us down. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, you have any final last words you would like to say to to your let's be real about this, your fans. But let's let's I, say just I don't know. Take fishing every day is fun. I, I fished a BFL this past weekend and caught three pounds and had a blast and got beat. So uh, just don't don't think about your your finishes or how many followers you have or how many views you get on stuff. Just keep doing it. Keep enjoying it. Keep documenting. Go out fishing. Whether you catch a two pound or not, don't be afraid to hold it up. Too many people are saying, you know, you've got to catch four pounders to hold them up and judgmental these days. So do your thing. Uh, love yourself. Be proud of who you are. Be confident. And you'll get a call one day that you never expected, but because somebody was watching. So I'm genuinely uh, humbled to, to work where I do. And I, we got a lot of cool stuff coming in the future. And, and it's cool to be a part of those meetings now. So we can't awesome. wait to see more from you too, Ronnie. And stay in that Bass Post Triangle there. because you are the Sultan of Stats. That is I you. Y'all. Ronnie Moore right there. Thanks again Thanks, so man. much, Ronnie. Boom, that's Ronnie Moore. We'll catch you next time. We'll see you at the Classic, buddy. Yes, sir. We'll see you there. Ronnie Moore, the breath of fresh air. Boom, wow, that's another That's another show. Another rap right there. Ah, yes, but it's time for the funky breakdown Why? of the winner. Yes, this is my bass porn music. Where did this, this is uh, what it is. Yes. The funky sounds. JP High? Where did this funky music come from? We're about to... uh, What is the origin? We're about to uh, pick a winner. Funky music. We're about to pick a winner here uh, for the contest, the Dem Jig. I'm feeling pretty Giveaway contest. I'm feeling all right. And mellow? I feel like $100. Yeah. Feeling like a $2 bill (laughs) right now. Hey, uh, JP, let us pick a winner for the, the giveaway contest right there. You got one, JP? Yeah, I got one. Who's the winner? Justin Davis. Justin Justin Davis. Davis. He has won a $50 prize pack for Dem Jigs. He won Dem Jigs. Straight Cast makes magic happen. It's right there. Justin, you need to instant message the uh, Straight Cast Facebook page, and uh, John DeMay will send you out a $50 prize pack of dem jigs some of the highest finest quality bass fishing flip swim football the whole deal great jigs and the, and the universe in the bass and galaxy it's yeah, right there hey hope, it's we hope he's still watching oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's his loss well, if he doesn't them. yeah it's his loss yeah. we'll have to carry it on so let's well let's do this no. go is, you want to pick another alternate so if he doesn't answer no no no, we'll do that Justin, later. You won. Justin won. Justin I, Davis. I will reach out to you if you don't reach out soon. But if, if but if he's not watching, I don't want to give him the prize. Uh, he won. Oh, he did the work. He did the footwork. We're giving him the giving him the prize. <laughs> You're getting the jigs. Well, I'll be the judge of that, Justin. I was gonna pick Takahiro because he also followed the rules. <laughs> Takahiro yes, did. did too. Yes. We should give the jigs the talk. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a jig sponsor, does he? Ronnie Moore did too. Yeah, and Ronnie Moore did, too. Hey, there's another episode of Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Uh, I'm Pat Renwick, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, J.P. High, the Ginger Ninja producing the thing. Larry Kyleman's in the house. He's going to have this uploaded for you on iTunes in the morning. And don't forget to uh, subscribe to the iTunes and give us a review. 
Uh, tell us whatever you want about this show right here. And thank you so much to all of our sponsors. And most importantly, to all of you who viewed, because without you, uh, we are nada. This show would not exist. And next week, we have a huge show again, just like every week. We bring you the best in the business. Brent Ayler, coming to you live here next Wednesday night. Until then, I bid you peace. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!